Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. We have the privilege of seeing a lot of different code bases over time. You know, we join projects and help them out and sometimes move on. And uh, I don't know, it's it's given me an appreciation, I think, for the projects maybe we start or that we've been in for years where we've kind of guided them just the way we like it, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the way tools are set up and the way the readme is organized. But it just made me think of like this whole concept of, of sort of keeping things tidy. And you can apply that at a, at a few different layers that we might talk about here today. But um, have you experienced this, Aaron? Like you, you feel the same way as me, right? Like jumping between projects where like this tool is in a different spot and it works yeah. a slightly different way. I just, I just can't, it, it, it's friction. Well, first of all, um, when you say like the readme and stuff, that's a, yeah. first of all, that's a pet peeve of mine. Like if you're not going to update your readme, then delete it. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, so not the default Laravel readme, you don't like seeing that when you open a project yeah, for the first time. I mean, that's already silly, but also like when it's like, you know, the yeah. first set of things that you have in there and then maybe it's a solo dev that's been working on it for three or four years yeah. and they've moved on, which is great, but they yeah. haven't updated the documentation. Like, yeah. you know what? Everyone gets hit by buses, man. Yeah. Like, or, or whatever, like you, right. you need to, you need to make sure that you can take those over, but, but. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, having stuff uniform. I, I think, though, based off what you just said, there's if we're going into a lot of different projects with a lot of different people, a lot of different standards, it's kind of hard to yeah. expect that things would be in the same place. Well, everybody should follow our way of doing it <laughs> in, a, in a perfect world. Yeah, you're right. Like if we were joining a project for a month or two, I, I, I wouldn't expect them. Oh, you need to change. Like everything's got to be set up with Docker Compose this way. And here's right. how your composer scripts are organized. But I'm talking about things where um, you were in it for a while. Like, and, and, yeah. and, and I've even seen this too, where we'll join a company, their team, and maybe they themselves have more than one project, but like the two are very different, right? So even mm -hmm. within a team, project A, well, that's a little older and it, it does things this way. And then project B is the newer one and it does things like maybe a slightly better way. And I just, it, it, it annoys me. And um, I, I mean, I'll admit part of this is on my mind because I've actually been going through several of our projects and looking for those differences because because we we do keep it up. Um, I'd say it's like 95 percent of the way there. But every once in a while, you bump into a, pro a problem on a project and you solve it. But you don't like then apply that solution to other projects where it would benefit them. And so that I'm, I'm sort of like normalizing these things and it's been on my mind and it's like, wow, why did, well, are we weird that we do this or like, why don't more people do it? Well, I think, so when you talk about the team one, yeah, I'm going to play the Aaron's advocate here. Okay. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, say, what is, what is, if we have an older project and a newer project and mm -hmm. you know, they're both relatively the same stack of tools and whatnot. Yeah. And you're starting to do well. stuff. Yep. Doing stuff differently in the new one. What's the business case for spending time on the old one, um, upgrading it or changing that stuff when I'm getting no new feature features from that set of tasks for the customers who are paying money. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that whether the team admits it or not, there's friction. Like, starting up a project this way versus that way, like there is a little bit of context shifting going between them. I, you're going to have that anyways with different code bases, but I'm, I'm just saying like, um, 
I, I think there is maybe not a super tangible, measurable benefit, but I think there is a benefit in having things be uniform. Yeah, I, I want to take it a different direction. Okay. As an evil dev manager, let's just say, I don't, okay. I don't care if, if you're unhappy or there's a little friction. Like, I mean, I don't want you to be angry, but like, oh, well, it's more difficult to work in this old application. Well, sorry, but that old application is what's built our company, giving yeah. us money to hire you, so eat it. Okay. Um, but I, I think I think you hit on a little bit on there, like the, the difference between, you know, getting them running or more so like the idea that it's difficult to share new concepts between right. two very disparate things. Yeah. That's kind of what I would focus on instead and say, okay. you know, you're you're investing in us to learn new things on new project X. You know, we can add the value of that to Y if we start to bring these closer and closer together. Now, that doesn't right. mean that we stop for like two weeks and just no. do that. No, but but you you mix in that sort of stuff and say, like, with every single task moving forward, we're kind of going to mix in one of the 10 steps to bring this up to current then. Yeah, because I want to make sure it's clear that people understand when we say stuff too, like you should bring these current. That doesn't mean stopping what you're doing and making a project bring no. current. No, it. Yeah. And, and that's that's an important bit of detail. This isn't like a month long project. Like, ideally, you'd be taking these little baby steps all along. But even even if you built up a backlog of this you know, these differences, well, then you can still just solve them a little bit here and there. Um, I want to give a tangible example because I, I think it might help because it's been a mm-hmm. little abstract up to this point, but your yeah. your your tip on knowledge sharing, or if you will, I, or lessons learned sparked this because, you know, we, we use Docker for local development. We also use Docker in our CI pipelines. And it's it's one of the slowest things in the pipeline, right? To build the Docker image and do this and do that. And so recently, I think you had shared an article with me and kind of challenged me like, hey, try try this article and see if it makes our pipelines faster. And it, it took me a few attempts, but we figured it out, you know, using some some Docker tools to to kind of cache those images locally, not to not have to bring in external infrastructure, like to do it all within the pipeline. But because our projects all use Docker in very similar ways, I can now go take what I learned there and shave a couple minutes off all of our pipelines just by applying a few steps in the GitHub workflow action. Like it, if they're all wild, wildly different, I'd have to kind of solve that in, in somewhat unique ways for each project, which would take longer, or I might just not do it at that point. Yeah, I think you also hit on a really incredibly important topic, which is you don't always have to do this all the time. Sometimes you yeah. just challenge someone else in your team to do it, and then <laughs> yeah. they do the work for you. <laughs> No, I think, uh, you know, I, I totally agree with you when it says like you're, you know, you're upgrading these things and you you develop something and you can kind of apply that like that one step. Mm-hmm. But I think there's other things, too, when it comes to maybe the app, the business needs start to change. Um, and so you might have situations where uh, you used to or you didn't really even know the name of a thing. So you built mm-hmm. something, let's just say it's like called a percentage. Um, or whatever. And then turns out that they call those a commission take, you know, but when you look at your, um, code, it's all percentage models and this and stuff. And and so when you're explaining to like a new person or even yourself, you have to keep in mind, like, okay, when, when the business writes a new, um, requirement or something and I'm I'm being silly writes a requirement when they tell me a new requirement, um, (laughs) when they they email you at 3am. Yeah. 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 Um, and they say, you know, make the make the takes different. You have to go like, oh, that means the percentage model right. and change this oh. and that. Yeah, that whole translation layer. And and like it, it, this is great because in the code, 
like you're saying the models are named one thing, but then like the user interface labels are probably mm. named the business thing, right? Because that's whenever it changed or became apparent there was a mismatch, like you fix that so that yeah. it doesn't agitate the users. But like now as a developer, you have to constantly make that translation and you can't search for things like, you know, using normal pattern matching and stuff like that. Yeah, that that that's another one that's like front of mind for me right now too. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Like I said, if you're in the same project, it's it's far worse if you say, hey, I want to bring in consultants yeah. like us and say, hey, give us, you know, we're going to bring you in for one month. Give us the best you can in this month. And we're like, well, first of all, what does percent mean? <laughs> you know, right. and you're like, oh, yeah. well, that means this. It's like, okay, well, did you put that in your readme? I bet you didn't. No, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I don't think we've ever inherited a project that that had a, a good readme that like talked about business concepts and things like that i just i don't think it's happened it, yeah i mean it, well sometimes you can put those in the wiki too but like just in sure, general right yeah yeah um i mean i i've worked with some teams that have you know a bunch of stuff in confluence mm -hmm. things like that but then the challenge there is you know those things get out of date yeah and no one you know they don't make that part of the process to update those as the code changes or or even how do you discover it right like i'm in the code right. i'm going to be searching the code like oh you have this other tool it's not where we host our code. You know, it's just, it's not in the code, but it's like this other thing you have to know how to go get access to that and search that. So yeah, that's, that's documentation probably could be its own whole separate episode, but, but even just that thing about naming, like that, that's a huge one. And it kind of ties into this theme nicely about keeping things tidy because it, it is, that's, that's a huge point of friction. And I felt that recently too. Have you ever seen uh, shows like MTV's Cribs or anything like that? Of course. So I was thinking about those the other day, and I'm like, well, you know, when they show a, a house on there, you know that it's a rich house. Uh, <laughs> right, like, yeah. Well, how, how do I know that a house is rich or it's fancy or whatever? And I, I came up with two different measurements. I'm curious if you have any other ones <laughs> that we can add into this. Okay. Um, the first is if your house has a stairway, mm. but at the top of the stairway, you can go more than one direction, you have oh. a rich house. Okay. I, I was thinking something different, but yeah, I, I like that. I was thinking if you, when you walk into the house, if there's a big room that just has a stairway in it, like that oh, right yeah. away, like that's, that's, that's yeah. kind of upper class there. But yeah, if you can go multiple directions, okay. My house does not class. Right. There's, there's only one way you can go. All right. Yeah. I'm failing yeah. the first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then second one is if the bathroom in the house is the same temperature as the rest of the house all the time. Okay. Can you be more specific about this? I like can. the air temperature or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, in you probably in your house and mine, yeah. uh, the bathroom has only two temperatures ever, and it's never a good temperature. It's either really warm and kind of moist, like you know, if there's a shower and you're just like, oh, I gotta turn on the oh, fan, get the air sure. out of here. Yeah. Or for some reason, indisputably, it's just cold as heck. Well, um, and you walk <laughs> no, in I can and you're tell like, you why? 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 Why is this room colder than everything else? So it's either like really cold or really hot. In in my house, the reason it's cold is because someone took a shower. It was really hot. And then they opened the window all the way and left it open. And I come <laughs> up four hours later and it's winter. And it's like, why? Why is it freezing in here? But yes. <laughs> but yeah, if 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 your bathroom is the same temperature as the rest of your house, even if someone took a shower or whatever, I mean, it's huge probably means that you're in a very upscale oh. house so it's the size of the bathroom that allows it to be more at equilibrium with the well, house. i guess yeah probably yeah okay because i was thinking about floor temperature like we do 
oh. and in our upstairs bathroom have heated floors and that that is nice oh. i'm not gonna lie I, all right so that's my third option <laughs> heated if you have heated floors in your house anywhere yeah you might be a rich joel i just just one just one and it's like a tiny bathroom so like it right. was cheap to put in any ideas that you have for rich houses what, oh. what would be what's the measurement of rich so for me um when you when you pose this question like honestly stairway stairway is the first one that popped up but the second one i was thinking is like how many garages do you have right because mm. if if you can park like four cars i <laughs> i don't know like to be that's like it's got to be a rich house right because you have four cars like so but yeah that's like from the outside you can see that it's like oh that's a pretty fancy house yeah or the separate set of garages where it's like right. the two that are attached and then there's you go a little die oh yeah if you have a turnaround like if okay. you have a you know if, if you go up your driveway and then you can like spin around a fountain yeah a fountain yeah yeah if you got a fountain that's that's counting for sure man i want a fountain hey maybe you're like me and you don't use twitter that much so you're not just following new things and new ideas and tips online maybe you want that in your email how would i ever get that joe well, you just head on over to masteringlaravel.io and that shiny newsletter sign up form is right at the top of the page.